0: This episode of According to Flint is brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, who is proud to bring the Western lifestyle and outdoor enthusiasts together for conservation projects, enhancing elk habitat, and ensuring the future of America's hunting heritage. Visit rmef.org for more information. Thanks for listening and enjoy this episode of According to Flint. Welcome to According to Flint, the innovative podcast reaching beyond the Western demographic with stories, humor, and interviews. Now, here's your host, Flint Rasmussen. Well, welcome to According to Flint. Unlike most of the episodes we do, live in studio got some guys in town thought i'd bring some i'd say old old buddies best buddies oh now we're now we're buddies now we're buddies the one and only the two of our uh, border u.s border patrol protection team two of the greatest bullfighters of all time that's right throwing it out there Cody Webster, Frank Newsom. So what do you guys been doing? Everything good? <laughs> Look at us, just live wait, in person. Just waiting on you to come pick us up. Yeah, I know. Late. I know. can't wait to get here, you know. I know. I, I do got to give you a compliment. Well, I always compliment Frank. I got to give Cody Webster a compliment. As we do this, it's morning, as we record. You may not be listening in the morning. Like, is but, there
1: something going on uh, like you need to tell me about? Like, no, you're but, never this friendly or... <sighs> Well, it's it's for a uh, media purpose. Okay. Okay. But
0: I worry all the time, you know, when we do these on Zoom or live, I'm always checking with people, "Hey, are you good?" Or, I worry it's are you guys good to do this? I get a text message 15 minutes before I'm supposed to pick you up. "Let's go." <laughs> You're a, Are you a morning guy?
1: No, but we're just sitting around. <laughs> it's a time change, I think, too. Has got. Us. Yeah, it's
0: earlier for you guys. So, I
1: know. A, yeah, you know, I'm always up early. I know one morning yeah, guy. Right.
0: This guy, see, Frank and I, we're in a little different generation than you. I remember seeing my just grandparents and my parents. They get up at six thirty in the morning and drink coffee, and I'd be like, "Why are old people like that?" And now, Yep. that's us, yeah, isn't I figured
2: it? it? Out now, I, yeah. Yeah, that's why that's I'm doing that too. It drives you crazy when you ain't got nothing to do.
0: <laughs> I remember yeah. leaving for the airport in Las Vegas one morning, about five thirty in the morning, and I'm tired, dragging my luggage through. Here's Frank sitting in there eating breakfast <laughs> in the South Point. So, but I do appreciate it, guys. And as we do this, caught you here at the PBR in Billings, Montana, and you know we talked to what a, what a good opportunity. We don't now we sit and visit a lot. But I mean, for me to get you two together, as long all the years I've known you, I've never got you in a place where I can say, "Okay, tell me this story." Like, uh, like maybe we should. You shouldn't. came up, yeah, and maybe we don't want to. <laughs> but you know, I tell people. Uh, uh, I talked to my brother before we did this. I said I got Frank and Cody. I said you know Frank. Frank I'll practically kind of raised Cody, but I don't really know. He's been around. You and bullfighting and your place. Since he's just a little guy, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, I think he was eleven when I first met him. You know, and his mom actually used to babysit Dia. You know, my wife, and and she's like, "Hey, this, you know, this is kid. You know, and he wants to meet you. You know, and of course, and, and she was kind of telling me this, you know, the story of it. And I'm like, whatever. You know, bring him over, whatever. And like, I, I just remember seeing him. You know, and I, he's like just had this like he didn't want an autograph he didn't want none of that he just wanted fight bulls
0: at I, that age at 11
2: yeah, like he's 11 you know a little old scrawny thing and and so i was like <laughs> all right so we get out there and get the dummy out and make some, you know get started make a few rounds and i run over him pretty good and like that dummy at that time was old and It had a piece of angle iron on it, and it cut you, you know. And I cut the, it cut the crap out of it. There's blood everywhere. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, that hurt, huh? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, you want to quit? Nope. And I mean, he never, you know. And that was just the, so like, all right, let's go then, you know. And and from that day on, he was just always there, you know.
0: What and uh, so, do you know? Like, at, even at that age, 11 years old, probably that day, did it click in your mind that he might have the right frame of mind?
2: Here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He just had that look in his eye, you know. And, and, uh, it's like, you could tell it, damn, that hurt, but let's, I'm, let's keep
0: going, you know. Huh. That to me, I was always, as a kid, a little timid going around in a situation like that. I could see myself maybe not doing it at all. You, You must have been the same at eleven as now. so you knew him. Was he famous to you or was he just frank down the road? I mean, what was what what did you think of him?
1: Well, like I I just you know, like being just a just a tiny baby, like like, you know, like my mom would always she still talks about it of like how we'd we'd go to the local rodeos every year. We'd always go to the the small bull ridings around there and then which they went to barrel races seemed like every day of the week. So you're your mom was barrel racing, yeah, yeah, and my aunt and everybody. So like, it was my mom, my aunt, and myself. We'd get in a single cab Chevrolet and we'd go to the barrel races or the rodeos and camp out, hang out, and uh so like I knew like you know like I like at a real young age during the barrel race I'd be over in the corner fighting bulls in the in the whatever dirt I could find or playing around, you know. <laughs> and then you know, fast forward to to kind of, in grade school, you know, where you have to go in and check out the the book, you know, out of the library. So, like, I found this going through there, and they had, like, this series of, like, it was, like, rodeo books, and i was scrolling through there. Of course, I hated reading, hated anything to do with school. But you know, I was going through that them books, and I was flipping through, and it had it was all about bull riding, and it's him at Fort Worth. Oh no, kidding! With what? uh, with his dog, you know, doing her act on the barrel, and then it had a bunch of bullfighting pictures in there too. So, Neil to say I never returned that book. It's you still it, uh, it? do. You yeah, know where it is? I believe it's at my mom's house. I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> and man, can you imagine the fine? So like At the library. <laughs> I,
1: you know, so like I, I mean I had my eye on him then, you know, and then watching the, the finals and you know, the PBR and everything, you know, the red and white stripes is pretty mm-hmm. hard to miss. So like I always had my eye on him and then I think was it Paul's Valley? Yeah, that there's uh, like a the Elfler, just an open bull riding in Paul's Valley. <laughs> and like I'm a little kid, little bitty kid, and like I had my video I take my video camera with me everywhere. Just a video <laughs> yeah, like I take it to the bullfights. I take it to just anywhere that they're bucking bulls or bullfighting would be going on. I'd be filming it because that's what we watch, or that's what I watch. That was actually
2: the same night that me and Dia got back together, you know? And, oh, okay. And uh, so it was kind of cool. There was a lot happening that night. A lot got started that night. Yeah. <laughs> a
0: whole lot. You know, a whole lot got started. Yeah. Well, you know, that's funny you bring up there's a picture of you like being a clown, right? I right. Mean, you, you know, people. There was a however many decades or a couple decades ago where it split where bullfighters are bullfighters. We don't wear makeup anymore and here's the clown. But even, you know, I used to go to Denver with Eddie Hatfield and John Brogan. They were out in the arena helping yeah. me with clown acts. You helped me yeah. with clown acts and you had like a, you have a mule I or a, a pony, little a little pony.
2: pony. And then I had a donkey at one time. But yeah, I tried. I tried being funny and trying to do all that. I wasn't very good at
0: it. <laughs> oh, no, you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I never yeah. saw it all. He's but, not real
1: funny. But yeah. here
0: was the thing. I, back, there was a certain demographic of, those, like I said, Eddie and John and you. And, and helping the clown with his clown acts well, was kind of part of the deal. Oh, yeah. that, and to me, it kept it lighthearted. You know, Lloyd Ketchum used to be great at that. He'd jump in. Joe Bumgarner was hit and miss. <laughs> then there was some young guys coming up out west that would say, uh, you know, this being funny, that's your job. Maybe you ought to pay me to help with your act. Wow. I'm like, yeah. we're all we're all in the same thing. So that generation of the bullfighters being clowns, I, I liked I thought it was kind of fun, at least a, a little bit to go out. It lightened the day a little bit, but I it, thought.
2: It was fun, you know, and there's a lot of times that I remember Jim Bob Feller making me do stuff that I dress up like a woman or did you know you had to dang sure get out of your comfort zone and get out there and yeah you
0: know try to do good and but i don't know i i, I miss him days i thought they were a lot of fun well i inevitably to break sometimes to break the monotony to change things up i'll pull you guys into what i'm doing in, in the pbr arena now there's are some guys that they leave me alone but you you've been around frank enough like Webb, we've, we've done the tin man the I don't know. I think as serious as your job is, and here at PBRs, it's, you know, you're going to fight 40, 50 bulls a night. So it is a little different, but you still, the crowd loves the engagement. And it shows you have personality, and it does lighten your day a little. I always well, appreciate inter- it. you guys throw my hat, you mess around.
1: I like it. It's entertainment, and I mean, we got to as, as serious as things get. We've got to always remember that if we don't have the fans and 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 everything that goes into to be able to do our job, then like we're we're going to be without a job. You know, it, yeah. it just is what it is, and it's getting away away from that. It seems like kind of everywhere, like. It, a lot of times a guy's got to step back and remember, Hey, we're, we're here to put on a show. And, and, you know, especially like within the rodeo scene of things where to me, it feels like, you know, first coming on getting my pro card and getting to be a part of that. Like there's a lot more meaner bulls, so to say, and now with the competitions and everybody's trying to get bulls to, to the PBR, like them bulls are getting bucked so much at such a young age that, you know, it, there's really the, the aspect of mean bulls and chasing people and all that's kind yeah, you know? of, kind
0: of going away. Your role almost has changed, not just in the rodeo clown. Now you're a bullfighter, but in the style of bulls, it, it the analogy I kind of use is it, it's the opposite. You know, when people would break a horse, you would get on that horse and he'd buck and you rode him till he didn't buck. And, but the way they're breeding horses now, Besides bucking horses. Yeah. They don't buck anymore. Yeah, they, people good. don't want to mess with
2: it. They want to be good. Yeah. They be
0: good. And bull guys are kind of the same way. Why do you want to mess with something that tearing down fences? Yeah. And mean. And we see it. There's some bulls, uh, what was the seven seven dust? Seven oh, yeah. dust? Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. He'd come around and he'd hunt everything in the arena. And he as he started bucking better and being a better bull. They, then he just started going out yeah. there, eating. He's they still going to try you
2: a little bit, but he, you know, I mean, he quit quicker. You know, he,
0: he wanted yeah. to leave a little quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did, was there a point, you know, you're 11 years old and go to his house? How many times were you
1: like, this ain't worth it?
0: To, that, I mean, was there a I time? Never, time no, you I never, no, I never had a, a. That was your path.
1: You know, I knew that was, I was set out. That's what I was going to be. I do like one thing that really sticks out is, you know, being, uh, shoot, maybe 11, 12 years old going to a practice pen and we're bucking a bunch of big bulls. And, like, I'm right in the middle of it with them, you know. Like, it's – I don't know what what he was thinking. and Like, I look back and see videos and pictures and things when I was just a little tiny kid out there with big bulls, you know. But I remember, like, being – being out there, and we were working and fighting, and this bull catches me and, like, hits me in the hip and flits me out across her while I land up against the bottom of the, the bottom rail of the fence. And, like, it's an outdoor pen, so all that dirt would blow across her and kind of build up so that bar's not right. that yeah. high off the ground, you know, at this point. Yeah. And my arm went through it, and that bar's up against me here, and then that bull got on top of me, and, boy, it snapped two or three of them ribs. You know, and being just a little kid, like, I mean, it – it hurts now, you know. <laughs> Dang sure, the first time I broke my ribs. That's the first time I ever broke any ribs. And uh, I get up, I'm like, I can't breathe. And I,
2: we got to go back, though. Like, <laughs> I was wondering, yeah, wait, yeah, okay. This is the thing about Cody that I had to, the hardest part was holding him back away from them meaner, older bulls. Because he was, even at 12, like he's wanting to get in there You know, and do what the grown men were doing, like, and I and I could see all that talent, but it's like, dude, I don't want to kill you yet, you know, (laughs) not yet. (laughs) There's dead days I wanted to, but like, but it's like, so most of the time, and then he's bugging me so much, and then that day we're going through a bunch of calves. Well, this one rolls in there, and he's like, "Come on, man, let me work this bull," you know, like it wasn't like I'm feeding him to the wolves, you know, and he was still a little bit young, you know, and I really wasn't a little bit. Well, I mean, I, I really did. I, I really go to jail now. I really, wasn't, I really wasn't ready for it, but it's like, all right, man, you've been, you know, go ahead. You know, he, I wanted to feed him, you know, because, heck, he's been working hard and he's earned it. Well, then yeah. that bull did wad him up and hurt him, you know, and I knew it hurt him. Well, he comes over, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, how am I going to handle this? Because I, you know, he's got it. you know, this is reality. You know, this is what you want. Yeah. So, like, he's, coming, he's hurting like shit, and I'm like, well, and he's kind of looking at me like, you know, what do you think you know, and I'm like, well, Ada, I old, couldn't old,
1: cry, old, I couldn't, I couldn't do old, nothing. Old like, McCoy's it hurts so bad. With their
2: video and all this, you know, and I was like, well, if you want, if you're hurting too bad, you can go video, and she can probably come fight bulls, you know, whatever. And I, just, <laughs> I just walked off, you know, and I mean, I look back, and he's just gritting his teeth and he's that look yeah. that he gets, <sighs> and so he bears down, you know, and I'm just like, Lord, please don't let us kill him today. I don't want to kill him today, you know, and you know so he but that's a turning point but he finishes the day out you know and it kind of set it kind of because I remember some guys doing that with me you know Mm -hmm. and like we were working and weren't fighting bulls but we were and it's like hey we still got a job dude we're not done you know And and job ain't over we're not done until we're done you know and if you're not hurt that bad we're going to finish this job you know Mm -hmm. and So I wanted, you know, that was kind of that moment where I
0: had an opportunity to set that in, set that. That's a, you know, that, that attitude reminds me of a story at Denver one time, there used to be a bad corner there and a guy was hung up and Eddie and Eddie Hatfield, John Brogan, they're going, so I'm coming in to maybe straighten something out, you know, well, at the same time, the pickup man was riding his horse in thinking he's going to rope and runs into me with the chest of his horse. And hurt some ribs I think I broke a rib here and my shoulder did something and we have like 15 performances to go and they want us to fight a bull every performance there and I told John Brogan I can't lift my barrel up I got my shoulder hurts in these ribs I can I don't know what to do and he said you know what we're all hurting yeah you know uh, we got to finish toughen this up. deal out toughen up and walk that some bitch in yeah I never yeah and I was mad and I'm like <laughs> Freaking broken, but I look back now, and that's the mentality. Hey, sorry, yep. but this is what we do for a living. Yeah, yep. And I look back now, and I appreciated it because it did. Hey, yep. <sighs> it st-
1: still hurt. Well, there's just there's so, so many like you know like, and it's kind of cool like seeing like now like like all the times that I've went through or or we've been through like being just so beat up and and being at that point. But like, there's always that 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 goes back to that day, you know, and gritting your teeth and getting tough.
2: And that was one of the first PBRs he actually got to work. I got to bring him to Pueblo, and, like, the second bull out catches hard up against his post, outgate post, and breaks two ribs. And I'm like, we still got 40, 50 bulls left, you know, and so. I, and this is when, you know,
1: old, old Frank, kind of, kind of like coming here. He was telling the pilots, like, we gotta, we gotta ride with the, with all the airplane pilots from the airport to the motel, and. So Frank's like, man, I tell you what, I think I'm fly one of them planes. Like, I, I I just don't understand why we can't just take it off in the rain. It's just a little rain. I mean, come. so like we're setting up. Me and Ezekiel setting up front. And he's telling these pilots how to fly these big well, I old airplanes. An opportunity here, you know. I <laughs> Finally, I have the chance to thought. sit yeah. it so, down. So you know, just like that, I'm hurt, hurting like hell. And he's like, Oh man, I got it. I know how Rich and Dave they tape us up. Got it. Oh, to tape you up. Oh yeah, yeah. after I broke my ribs, you oh, oh, yeah. know, well, we, we was get the through that night. No, yeah. it was that night. Really? It was a one night deal. So we yeah, we that's, we, that's we right. get in the locker room and it's fifteen, twenty minutes before the short round, and he's like, Take that vest also and I get my vest off you know and he just starts wrapping this tape around my ribs
2: <laughs> I might have i'm just standing time. here just
1: getting it. <laughs> <A> little <laughs> well we come out and like you know when you're just sitting there and you're not breathing hard and everything else you're like oh, that feels feels all right you know nothing feels good at this point right the first bull out is like that red hot hd pages and this guy hangs up and it's and we bad. take off it's for, last forever well like it's so bad. Like I mean, we go up and down the front of them shoots, and like Frank went in, Jesse went in, I went in. Like there, and finally I'm hurting so bad. Like somehow this bull kind of lines out, and I just get a hold of his tail. The bull, yeah, still. the bull's tail, and I just kind of start sit down and start skiing because I can keep my arm here up against some ribs, look like I'm doing something because it's just killing me. <laughs> I can't freaking breathe. I can't do nothing because that tape is so tight. <laughs> well, then every time I, I would breathe, it, it would expand against some broke ribs, and like you talk about, painful. It hurt. Well, that bull lines out, and they had the shark cages in the middle. Uh-huh. With oh, two I remember panels. when he had two of them. Yeah, so like it's a full on arena. And we make an entire lap around that arena, and after it's uh, like they're trying to get this guy, you know, up. He like he's, I think he broke his leg or something. Yeah. And like I go over and I'm like, somebody's got to cut this tape off. Like, I can't. You can't breathe. I can't do anything. And he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he can fly airplanes. He can. he can do it all. Sports all right. medicine.
2: It worked, didn't it? it he, he
1: lived.
0: <laughs> Here we are. Uh, 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 yeah. Was,
1: I don't know. You know, what's uh, good, no. Right? hey, what made it that much worse though? Is he gets mad the morning we're leaving? The cars froze up or something, and he because that was the winter of it. That was January. Yeah. He yeah. snaps the the handle off the car. I well, we actually, drive all I the way mean, there.
2: Plastic, it was kind of you know, it was kind of that frost had it kind of jammed shut. No,
1: know? it 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 wasn't an accident. It's technology. It man, it's technology. He's not a technology guy at all. Well, there's something to that. But, anyways, like,
2: so I, I gave it a little tug, and the door handle kind of come off in my hand, you know? Well, then he has to drive it home. So, with them ribs, every time he gets out, you got to crawl through the passenger side of this little bitty car. And so I, I ended up catching a flight and going to California, working a different bull riding. And he gets to drive home for like 10 hours in that little car, and
1: dr- climbing in and out of the damn. Passenger side I broke them ribs get through getting to the house with the no handle and crawling through can't can't really cough or do much because them ribs are hurting so bad catch pneumonia end up going to the doctor getting pneumonia you know knocked out of me and then like four days later we're going to Jacksonville or Jackson Tennessee I think for another PBR and uh and it's just there's, you know, just talking back on that that day though. It all goes back to that being 11 years old, and you know, like, and I see it so much with doing all the camps that we're doing and the students that's coming in. Like, you know, that's the reality of this. Like, there's days that you can't make it. Like, soft too. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, completely. Like, at some point,
2: you got to face like this is what y'all are getting into. If you really want to do this, you know what I mean. You got to yeah. decide that's what you want. You know. Right. And, and, like, and and it and it's seeing like I think the Talent only goes so far. Then you got to have right. That.
0: You know what I when what I think about as you're talking, I, I always my mind works different. Where I think bigger picture, society, what what's happening. You're 11, 12 years old. You got broken ribs, and you talk about that moment made me tougher. It made me such as a, we we run herd. On kids so much now all of a sudden they're 25 years old they've never had that moment of either now I'm not necessarily saying 12 year old kids gotta break ribs yeah but they never have that moment of real strong adversity whether it's physical pain or emotional pain so when they get older when it happens they're screwed like I'm not I'm not the best soccer player what am I gonna do you know it's a bigger picture, and I think it speaks to the culture we come from. and And we went through that in this last year. People would say, "Well, you, these cowboys don't even believe in this virus stuff." No, we believe. We just know. Yeah, we have that mental thing. thing. We're not scared yeah. of it. It's one more thing we're going to take on. Yeah. Then yeah. I mean, well, don't and, you and it,
1: it's it's seeing like so many like, especially you know going back to the camps that, that we're doing. Like, there's so many guys coming around that that's wanting to learn bullfighting and it's like you know at some point like that I guess they just think like that we woke up one day and that we fight bulls as good as we do and I'm not saying that in a cocky way or bragging but like you know I'm I'm 18 19 years into to what I'm doing Frank's 47 years into what he's doing 68 years you into know that. so like <laughs> But there is there's, – there's there's, so many days that people don't see that, you know, I'm sitting in San Antonio and I'm busted up, broke ribs and, you know, torn ligaments in my knee or whatever, and you can't even get out of bed. Right. But somehow, some way, you dig deep and find that yeah, that last-ditch effort to get up and, and, and go do your job and seeing – you know, I'm like, I know that's something that has really sculpted me is seeing – and sometimes it's not good for how tough this guy is because, yeah. you know, there is days that we need to lay around and, and maybe heal up and we don't, you know. Like you know, it, the, you know.
0: What, you, what you just said, I don't probably didn't tell you, but we did a Q&A. We do these Q&As before PBR shows and people always ask, how do I get into that? You have people all the time. I have people come on all the time. How do I get into what you're doing? I want to do what you're doing. First of all, we're in this niche of profession that culturally it's really hard to just break into it. We were immersed in it as kids, so we know the ins and outs. And I remember I asked you, and here these people are sitting there. I said, You gotta be honest here. Don't polish it up for these fans. Cause a guy had said, When's it too late to start fighting bulls? And I
1: said, Oh, I can do that.
0: So so I said to, to you, okay. A guy, 26 years old, didn't grow up around rodeo or bull riding, watches, he's athletic. I want to start doing bullfighting. Uh, I want to go to school. And I said to you, what are the chances he will be successful and advance in this
1: career? And you said? Zero. Zero. Yep. It's different, isn't it's it? It's different. It- and I mean, especially to get to the top of the game.
2: Well, and that's what I try to explain to like at them camps and young guys and Cody's helped me with them camps. And, you know, like, I had him as an instructor when he was 12, you know, because he knew the game. And, like, a lot of times he's just – I was just making him do stuff I didn't want to do or whatever, you know. And, you know what I mean? But, like, <laughs> of course – yeah, I, 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 I wanted him around Nothing's <laughs> changed. I wanted him around it, you know. and But, you know, what you try to get across to these guys is, like, just because Cody grew up around me, that ain't how come he's so good. Right. Like – maybe it helped you know in some ways maybe it didn't but like it's the work he put into it it's like the what he put in when he wasn't around me when nobody's watching what's he doing he's he's working at it you know if he ain't doing the work physical work he's studying bulls he's studying the yeah. the whole game i mean it's a it's a consuming deal for him you know and and that was what got me there you know like and it wasn't laying around on the couch, living off your parents. You were out working another job, and then finding a way to to go work out and get your make you know making this dream come true. You know what I mean? And then pretty soon, now the dream's taking care of us. So now it's making us a living, and but we're still working. You know, and like Cody when he was young, we were at, up at daylight every day working cattle, trying to scratch out a living on some other stuff too. You know, so he knew how to work. But then when we got home, we're dog tired. Guess what? Get our shoes on. We got work to do. You know, we go work out. We go work. Fight the dummy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, next thing you know, we're putting in thirteen hour days. You know what I mean? Like completely. Yeah. You know, the whole day, and he, he, you know, and so like he,
0: you know, people miss all of people that. People don't get that. It, no it's more, uh, you know? what happens now, especially
2: for like an easy button. Right. Well, you know because I mean? because we cut. get
0: to the level. This this level of touring with the PBR and stuff, and we're on airplanes. We stay yeah. in pretty nice hotels. We have a nice locker room, right. which we haven't always had in our careers no, at no. all. And so uh, I've had people, hey, I want to do what you do. Well, yeah, you want to do what I'm doing? I'm in <laughs> Madison Square Garden, right, uh, with a locker room and catering before the show. Well, yeah, you want to do it? I'm new. Uh, you know, go to Absorkey, Montana, and. Count 35 people in the crowd during the National Anthem and still be anxious to do your job. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, I, I always like your answer, and I've used it a lot with people asking about bullfighting, and, and you know this. I've been with you, and somebody says, I want to I get into bullfighting." Nineteen-year-old kid come yeah. up to you one day. How do I do that? Can you say, go get a job at a sale yard. Right. they like, huh? and you can see the air go out of the balloon, like... That sounds like it sucks. Yeah, it does. And I've said that. <laughs> it ain't people, a lot of fun. People have this question mark. It's amazing when you're around, and because I got to do it in the arena. I need to know yeah. where to be, where not. To learn the mannerisms of large animals, just sorting with a gate. I yeah. could see that, like, when you're sorting cattle and you know... If I step this far, yeah. they'll cut back. That all cut that's just and, learning animals, isn't yeah. it? Yeah,
2: and knowing how to be still at the right moment and knowing when to move, you know, and and uh, you know, and I was lucky enough to get to grow up around a lot of really good cowboys. You know, they mm-hmm. weren't rodeo, but they were real cowboys, you know, and and they took time to kick my ass when I needed it and holler at me <laughs> when I needed it and tell me I was wrong. But also tell me how to do it right, you know, and And all day long they're they're you know what i mean doing that you know and so like and i know that gave me an edge and you know and yeah and that carried over into you know what we do now so
0: um speaking of that and him around cowboys and you're around him from when you're 11 12 years old was there a time when frank just pissed just amazed you uh, like, you got to have stories assorting yeah, out, doing tell you. something. And then, because uh, we, <laughs> we, we all know. He is mellowed out. He is mellowed out a lot. It's great. We know when us. Frank gets hooked in the arena or something. Never say, hey, you okay? I just. And then at two bulls later, I'll walk up and hit him on the shoulder. He meant it, didn't he? You know, <laughs> yeah. joking.
1: Man, he hits hard. <laughs> <laughs> but Franco, uh, you had to, as a kid, get ass too and oh yeah. yeah there's countless uh well, like i like, know when i was when like he yeah. he would leave i'd be 13 14 years old he'd leave being like sunny california hanging out whatever and like i'd be 14 years old at home trying to take care of all these cows he had and like but like monday and tuesday i'd go do my chores and then I'd might say hello or hey, how do we can go? I was out of there. I get my work done. I was out of there. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Pretty Frank, good. Frank's Wait. pretty good. But if we <laughs> well, ever like had something, and if I, we had something come up on yeah. Monday or Tuesday. Well, you talk about dreading it, like, hey, a grouchy.
2: like, <laughs> like the PPR, y'all get to see the best part of me. Right when I get home, they get the grouchy, impatient. I used to get you know? that, and a I, lot. I've gotten yeah. a lot better. I've really learned how to be better. But, 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 two, like, the, he's got, to, you know, let's get the whole story. Like, like, because my oldest son was a little younger than him, so mm-hmm. like, here I got these guys. Get and, the whole story, and we're trying to pin cattle. <laughs> And all these two want to do is rope something. I'm like, listen, you know, we're, we're pinning these damn cattle. You know, anybody can rope one. We, ain't, we don't need just one of them. We need all of them, you know. So, like, I had, you know, you had to have their attention, you know. And so there was days I'd get a little little grouchy.
1: A little grouchy. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'd be riding along there, and he'd come up and grab you by the shoulder and start shaking you, and grab you by the leg and start shaking her. Get him. your head out of you. Like, weird. <laughs> come on, now.
0: Pay attention. It's know? still like, it's. I see it, Yeah. Yeah. But we see that look in the arena. <laughs> and, and I do. And I, but I got
2: that too. So it ain't, you yeah. know, when I was a kid, like, blame right, me, them right. men were around me doing the same thing.
0: So, um, I know one thing that that I think, and I've told people this. There's a persona about you, uh, Frank Newsom, toughest man alive. Oh, Frank, fearless Frank. You don't like that. I, that's the impression I get. Uh, he's so tough because there's more to life. You have your your career has gone a long time. We know you as a guy that has a great pain threshold. But I know when somebody comes to you or talks in front of you about, man, if things go down, I want the toughest man alive, Frank Newsom. That does that makes you uncomfortable. It that's does, what I see. I've,
2: I've never really. I I didn't come up with that. You know, right. like there's a lot of other guys that come up with that, and I, I just see. Everybody, that's what they want to focus on, and it's like, you know, dealing with fear in life. That's the part where you step up. You know what I mean? That's and like, and so the way they 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 say it, like, I don't have fear. You know, like I don't have to deal with that, or like maybe that pain don't even hurt me, and that's not true. You know what right. I mean? I deal with that too, and so, I, you know, to me, that's the that's what really makes you. You know, and uh, that's the important part right there is dealing with that fear. You know, and not going away from it, but leaning into it and, right. and going and getting your job done. You know, and that's what you try to try to tell my kids and you know, and, and them young kids that are
0: coming up. You know, like it's not that you don't have yeah. adversity; you learn to deal yeah, with I adversity. Deal with. And a lot of that's physical yeah. pain, emotional pain, fear, and mental. You know, yeah. and
2: just knowing how to deal with hard stuff. You know, yeah, and that's that's part of it. You know.
0: Life's hard. It is hard. So how have you stayed, what are you, 46? 40, 46. 46. Yeah. And you're still going, still get voted in, which it's a voted position in the PBR. Physically, you've had, I know, I walk behind you in the hallway, and it just hurts my one knee because I look at yours. It. <laughs> but it's funny walking Everybody's by. Everybody's like, why are you, you laughing? I'm like, I ain't laughing. I'm just not walking that, yeah, that way." Yeah. But you're, he looks better physically in the arena moving then walking down the hall, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, like uh, when when the crowd looks at Frank, sliding in, sliding out, doing things. That's not the Frank we see walking down the hallway, yeah. is it?
1: Just a lot of years of abuse. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um. What year did we we worked the NFR ninety eight? Ninety eight. It was my first NFR. Yeah. Ninety eight. It was Frank and Joe Bumgarner. two bullfighters at the time. Yeah. Yep. Um. And we did the PBR finals, 97, 98. Uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but then we heard some things going on with Frank. And for a few years, Frank wasn't around. And honestly, I look back now and I thought you were another casualty of this lifestyle. Yeah. That I'd never, honestly... I didn't think I'd ever see Frank again. We did Burwell together. We did the NFR together. Maybe a couple of rodeos here and there. I didn't think I'd ever see you again. And then started to hear. do you hear Frank Newsom coming back? Like that. That probably you were a great bullfighter, but there was some things not great, oh yeah. and I knew that. And you went away. Some things happened in your life. That was that that's why you are who you are now yeah. that formed a lot speaking of adversity well and it was just
2: get like you said getting caught up in the lifestyle getting caught up in sin you know and the more i get to know jesus and the truth about things it's just sin you know and mm-hmm. it starts out kind of small and you know, everybody's doing it, you know, drinking or whatever. And next thing you know, it's turned into a lot lot a more than that. And, and that was me personally. And, you know, I ha- always – I have an addictive personality, whether it's working out or whether it's whatever yeah. it is. And it can be good, but it can go – I can always take things too far, you know. Right. And, um And I did, you know. In the, and then, like, the first time I did drugs, it, my intentions weren't bad. It was just – I was just needing to get – drive all night and get to a rodeo and wanting to fight bulls good and I banged up and I beat up and this guy's like hey try this man you can drive all night and all this energy I yeah, like, your, all,
0: your and, end result in your mind and was all of a sudden, good this yeah. seemed
2: like a good idea yeah and you know what it worked you know and and then but from that moment I was just battling that addiction you know and it was it was I had to hit rock bottom go to jail all that stuff get everything took away from me to really get my attention and then once I really did, and I was like, "G," and I knew about Jesus as a kid, and I was like, really like, "Lord, I need you. I need help. I need you. You know, you're God, and I'm not." And uh, and then that's when He started showing up, and through other people, uh, you know, I got to learn how to beat that addiction and just get back to, just get back to the fundamentals, working hard. Had to start over in my bullfight and go back. You started down. from scratch. Yeah, back yeah. to the yeah the little nothing rodeos, little open rodeos. Just working my way up, you know, and and
0: earning that trust back. With everybody. I, I've been thankful, uh, and I think you'll agree with me here. In my career, when I started, fi- uh, not fighting bulls, when I started in this business, my influences were Lloyd Ketchum and Joe Baumgartner, uh, you know, and it was a different. I don't know how to. Pu- I don't know if I can put it delicately. There was a a different time in this profession where the in your role models and influences weren't so positive. Yep. There were addiction problems, uh, you know, dealing with pain with outside influences. We're lucky I well, mean I
2: think it, that's what I'm so thankful that I got to go through all that hard stuff to cause Cody got to hear about the truth his whole life and a lot of right. times he was tired of hearing you know, he might have been tired of hearing about it, but I still fed it to him what the truth about. All that lifestyle, you know, and, and the truth about alcohol and, and all that, you know. Right. And so, like, he, you know, there's probably a lot of days where he was tired of hearing it. And my kids, I know they get tired of hearing it, but. But that, you but
0: but, you that you have that you know. example. That's the influence. Yeah. Maybe his influences were were kind of that direction he didn't want to go. But how lucky are you? I mean, and the, even now, you look at the guys yeah. he's come up with. The Dusty and Nate and I mean I, we could name just better, a lot of
2: healthier them.
0: life, you know. It's different, yeah. To have that when you're 12 years old, that's driven into you that go the right direction,
1: right, right. You know. And I mean, there's 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 always times that still you got to make obviously your own decisions, you know. But just to to have that daily reminder, or I guess just growing up and seeing. Seeing that, you know, it was like I remember like when I first come around, like he was – he was – he would still go to like these little bitty tiny little bull ridings with me and stuff. And I was like, what? What? You know, like this is Frank Newsom, But I, I really hadn't put together the – because just that time there, you know, like I was trying to get – growing up as a kid, trying to get going. So, like, really – I never seen him go missing, so to say, I guess, is what I'm getting at, you know. He was always there for – He was just you. always – no, like, before I met him, you know. He didn't you get know? to oh. see the
2: bad part. Like, oh, right. that's I was, what You, was, you well, know, like you back he, back he see, him NFR,
1: see him at the NFR. You see him at the bullfights. You yeah. see him all this. But then when I actually got to meet him and know who he was
2: – I was kind of – I was pretty steady on my way back by then. Right. You
1: know. Yeah. You know pretty firm,
0: you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, your, you know – what I appreciate about you and and I kind of had the conversation with Cody Custer a few episodes ago. Frank's always in the locker room. I've told people and you know this that people ask about what's this guy like? What's this guy like? And I'll tell them. Frank doesn't say a lot but when Frank talks we listen. Everybody listens. Everybody listens. It's not a you know it's not people joke well yeah you're scared of Frank. no. When you talk, you have something to say and your stuff with you know, God being in your life and your faith and I don't I don't outwardly express it, I don't talk about it. I probably should be better about it. But he always there's always insert it you're strong in your faith, but it's not pushy. Yeah. It comes back to real life a little bit. I know we appreciate
2: it. Well I know. I mean just getting to know you too though, like you know, I've seen, I've seen some stuff where you've been tested and, and I'm just kind of back like, wow, you know, that's gotta be God. That's gotta be something good in there for him to be able to do that. You know what I mean? And so like, cause I, I'd be like, I don't know if I could be that strong right then, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, so like, I, I don't want to push, you know, God, God is who he is. Like, and our Savior is who he is, but. It's not for me to push him on nobody but but, but sure I want to you know lead anybody I can in that direction, you know, yeah. and, and and
0: we all want to end up there, you know. Yeah. Well, we've had the best ones are when you guys are all gone, it's us two old-timers and that's when our best Yeah. Talk. There's been a lot of times that I was able then to go home and go. Yeah, that's uh yeah. Th- that's a better way to go. That's a better way to think about it. Hey, we listened we were on the way out here i picked you guys up in the car as some people know you were on the phone with your daughter giving her advice and i elbowed him i said yeah frank's she's 17 frank's she's giving her some so good, good advice there. right there
2: there's some moments for her and her mama you know like you know just normal 17 year old stuff you know but it's like sometimes you got to be dad even when you're a thousand miles away you know oh uh, yeah. yeah um you're you
0: grandpa I am. I'm a grandpa. <laughs> oh grandpa yeah. Frank. Yeah. The best bullfighting grandpa in America. <laughs> grandpa. grandpa. Yeah. What what are you gonna get be called?
2: Well, what I do- don't know yet. Everybody's asking me that and I'm just like, I don't know. I just I'm gonna let the little kid when he figures out what he wants to call me, I guess. I don't know. I, mean, I don't I don't really really know to be honest. I just what really you- the other day he's he you know he's two months old and the other day I really got to spend some time with him and, and just really have that time to really bond or whatever yeah. you want to call it, you know, and, and they're so like, we're just going to go from there and see, where, see
0: you know, where we get to. You know, the first word those kids are going to say, Hey baby. <laughs> I guarantee I it. Guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. Um, hey baby. Know, <laughs> as we travel around, um, <sighs> and I want to cover some things that there, there's a lot of people probably downloaded this or watching it on YouTube that, Probably when we started this, they're thinking, oh, they're going to talk about bulls. And, and we don't – there's a bigger picture to what we do. Yeah. And in our lives as long as we've been in it. But what are some – I think one big misconception is you guys are crazy. That's all the time.
1: The biggest – I mean – Oh, like you're not the guy that like runs up and slaps the bull and like you run and you jump in the barrel. Yeah. So here's ah, what I discovered: If no. you're on an airplane
0: and you say, I'm a – If I say, well, I'm an entertainer, I'm a rodeo clown. Oh, man, you distract those bulls. No. But if you say, I'm a bullfighter, oh, you're the funny clown. It doesn't matter which one you say. Or, oh, you're the one
1: that kills the bull. No.
0: No. 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 And the crazy thing, I think fans... That, that's not, we, I always say we all find something we're good at, right? And you have a passion for it. You're not, I know you guys, I mean, you're a little crazy, but it's just, we find, it's the culture we grew up in. a little. A little, maybe, (laughs) a little wild at, but it is, you just find something you're good at and then you're passionate about it and pursue it. Well,
2: and I think people have such a hard time relating, like they can relate to a football player. Yeah. Because at some point they probably picked up a football, you know what I mean? But we're so we probably take it for granted growing up the way we did you know yeah it was i remember being a little kid and having to push calves up the alleyway yeah. and getting the crap kicked out of it, but you had to figure out a way to do it because the men were up there doing something else and you know what i mean so like that was just life for us so you just did it
0: yeah when we go to new in
2: york city like, it, yeah you know like oh that's a bull wow i never seen one in real life you yeah. know that's what people are saying like you know, it's hard for us to probably realize where they're from, coming
0: from, just right. like it's hard for them to relate to where I, we're at. I remember, you know, I've been New York City taking questions, and I tell people, <clears throat> this is completely foreign to you. You can't relate. That's a good yeah. analogy. Somebody has sometimes picked up a basketball, picked yeah. up a football.
2: You know, or shot a basketball.
0: Or, they can't believe that we've grown up around cattle. Right. And really... Bulls are bovines. Whether you grow up around a herd of beef cattle, or the mannerisms and that animal's kind of, it's the same. There's a
1: lot of of similarities. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, like, for, like, my wife, Ashley, and Dia, you know, like, it's constantly, well, I mean, aren't you just scared to death for for your husband, you know, or, or don't you just worry? Well, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there is some worry in there, but, and I think, like, we kind of talked a little bit last night is like being master magicians of, of the realities that we deal with. But like you say, like we're not crazy cause we've, we've been doing this for so many years. Like, you know, you throw us into a, a high rise building and tell us to put together all this, accounting then yeah we're going to have some problems but like they know that we're (laughs) we're doing what we're doing yeah it's dangerous but like we're really good at what we do you know yeah we
2: know what we're doing and yeah it would be crazy for like somebody that didn't to just step out there that's you know, crazy. That would be crazy because these bulls, they they play. You know what I mean? They they play for real. They're not going to be like, "Hey, let's take it easy on this guy. He's a, he's a new new guy or whatever." Right. You know, like they do what they do, and you got to do what you do. Do you
0: feel a pressure every night? I know. I've seen probably the maddest. I see you guys because he has that look too. What's that look?
2: Is that frustration?
0: That something, one got by you. You do it, and and it's not about you getting hooked. It's about a guy. Yeah. Do you feel? Is there a, a pressure or anxiety, or does it weigh on you? Does it keep you up at night? That
1: pressure to have a responsibility—that's well, my biggest a fear. Person. Like as far as fear goes, like for the bulls, they bulls really don't scare me. Like I guess that's an easy way to put it. Yeah. Like bulls, the the actual bull itself does not keep me up at night, and just shake me to where i I, anxiety or whatever but i think the biggest fear that i have is not making that save. and when you really tie things together and and the situations that we've seen and just the reality of death is a part of what we do you know and like that's serious you know and and i think a lot of people forget that and it's easy to to start kind of scaling back and maybe trying to take care of yourself versus Ultimately, throwing yourself in the in the line of fire every time, but yeah. that's my biggest fear is is not making that save, knowing that the realities of this can be.
0: Uh, I've been asked, honestly, you know, what's the best part of your job? What's the hardest part of your job? And I always forget, but through the years, I've thought maybe the hardest part of my job, and I hate to think we get used to it you do kind of grow callous to it. But I think the hardest part of my job is seeing my friends get hurt. Yeah, You know, I've seen you get knocked out and Frank's pissed when he wakes up, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Like, get me out of here. He's like, Frank's got knocked out. Get away from him. Just leave him alone. Yeah. And, But it's hard to see people you care about get hurt. Like I said, I, I don't like to say we've gotten used to it, but that's hard. Yeah. I think that's a real difficult whether it's a broken leg or a concussion I don't think real everyday life um I don't think they deal with that very well
2: yeah it's probably it's not as common and uh, like you said it you know that's part of what we do and but at the same time you know you hate to it, it sucks you know and yeah there's ain't no way or no way around it but but like too you know like we go into that day knowing that we did everything we could to be at our best, and we're focused on that job. You know what I mean? And yeah. And so you know you're gonna give it your best, even if you mess up. But you see that moment of frustration, and that helps us. You know, we're gonna get it, be a little better that next bull, or we're gonna try right. to be. You know, you just try to rise to that level. Some nights it's
1: like at the whole
2: time, like yeah. You're just, some nights you just get there and it's there, and uh, you know you're at that level. You're at that. We call it the zone, where you're just in that zone, and, and uh, you know, and there's a lot of nights where it's, it takes, a, you know, you're struggling almost all night to get in that zone. We've talked about that, intermission. And, and you're still, think, yeah. you know, it may be, and you're not at your best at, when you first start out, but you're still better than most anybody else, you know, and you're still doing a pretty good job, but you're just trying to push yourself into that next level. Well... Where you um, really want to
0: be. Uh, you know. Clint Atkins, who we work with, an announcer. CA. Oh, yeah. The CA. He always says, <laughs> uh, he, you know, he's friends with Tracy Bird and his band and some different guy, and they say, Hey man, if the bass player's kind of off that night, the rest of the band picks it up and picks him up and covers for him. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. If you're a little off, webs on. Yeah, but
1: then, then yeah, that teamwork's there, and one guy can be a little weak, and another guy guy be a little bit stronger. But then again, we can get into a fresh set of hot bulls, and like them bulls will push you. Yeah. Past yeah, that nice point, people. you know, yeah. and
0: man, how do you distract? There's just so them? much. Ups how you and downs. guys distract them bulls? You move. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> yeah. bulls. Uh, give him a target it, to money. us it's an yeah. easy thing because we're around it. But how do you distract the bulls? movement yeah all you take and i've seen it you know i throw my hat as a joke mostly but i have been in cases where i throw that palm leaf hat and that bull's here and he'll do this and yep. but it's movement there's not a and there's hey been, bull, there's hey been bull. times <laughs> being in
1: in the fight and and see a palm leaf hat go whoop, <laughs> right there i'm here to almost help. take your S- head i'm off. saving yeah. lives saving lives last night. I don't know if you seen us. I think he's trying to climb the fence shocker, but like you threw that hat and that bull and that hat almost hit me. So as you was running from the bull, I picked it up and chunked it back at you. I
0: didn't see the whole thing. My back was turned running.
1: I was running.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I just kept running. I just kept running. (laughs) Um, I always compare it to when people ask about, man, you're, you guys are running around out there. And maybe you've heard this analogy I use. Uh, if, If somebody who doesn't know anything about football is watching a football game, it looks like 22 guys just running around out there. I know that's what parents see when you're a football coach. But we know if you've coached football, if you've played football, you know that everybody has a place to be on that field at a certain time in a certain situation. Three bullfighters out there or two bullfighters, same thing. You all work. It's a play. I mean, you can't draw it up ahead of time Teamwork. necessarily, but it's a team and you all have – it's not as much
1: chaos as people think that don't know much about it. Well, and just it. somebody sitting in the stands. I mean, it's easy to see. Just it, Yeah, absolutely it looks like chaos going on. But, like, you know, there's, there's so many – the game is so slow for us. Like, you know, I can see particles coming off a of bull's hoof of dirt. Coming at my face, and be able to close my eyes and let the dirt hit me in the face, and then open my eyes and not have dirt in my eyes for the rest of the rest of the ride. You know, like to see little particles of dirt flying off a bull's hoof that fast. You know, it, it's crazy. You can see the snot flying through there. You can like it's just so slow motion. You <laughs> yeah. know, and but the great like, football so, player, so NFL cool.
0: NFL football players, great quarterbacks. You know when they become great when the game slows down. Yeah. And that's same with you guys. I, I can't. It's done it with me. It, but that's the key. Everything's got to slow down. You see bullfighters who are so fast and so quick. And uh, I re- I remember back in the day I was working with Lloyd Ketchum and Mike Matt. Mike Matt was as athletic a bullfighter as I've ever seen. I remember Lloyd going, "Hey, slow down. Yeah, you're too fast. What do you mean? Okay." You're too fast. Yeah. Slow down. There is the game's got to slow down, yep. doesn't it?
1: Um, you got to be available. Yeah, you know, a bull's vision's down, and, and he's bucking, and everything that's going on. Like if you just go flying through a hole, I mean, they may may not ever even see you, much less pick up on you. You know, right. so uh, we had a conversation.
0: Uh, you had you had left. It was last night uh, after Friday night of Billings, Montana. We sit. We end up sitting in the locker room. We had Richard Jones, who's production and music, Brad Narducci, who's music and production, Clint Atkins and Matt West, announcers, and me and you. And somebody had given us a gift of some cinnamon whiskey of some sort. And we don't, that's not a thing, but we had cups, and we each put maybe an inch in a cup. And we sat there for an hour last night as we filmed this. And we talked, I wrote something down. I think the the big picture was... It's way easier to get to the top than it is to stay on top. Some- you went to the top yep. once. Yeah. You had to go back down and yep. come back to the top. It, it's the climb is exciting. You're the new guy. You're this, and the drive, and you get there. Then what do you do? Yeah. Right. You've That's got, the secret.
2: You got to find ways to stay motivated. You know. and... And as we were talking about that too. Like you've always got to be, you know. What worked for me five years ago is different than what's working now, you know. And you know, just finding that that grabbing hold of whatever that is that one thing is right now that's motivating me. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and uh, and holding on to it and, and letting that motivate me right now. You know and and uh, you know and it's not trying to be who I was last year or the year before, it's who am I right now, you know? And uh how am I gonna battle today? You know, how am I gonna yeah. do today, you know? And, and and also too, like the big thing for me is like Cody and Lucas, you know, like just that camaraderie. Like I've I've had it a few times in my career where that you got that team of guys and and the you know like there's that family there's that closeness, there's that, you know, just that unity, you know, of a team, you know. And we've got that, you know, and, like, that drives me. That's a motivation, you know.
0: Yeah, th- there you was know? times in my career the locker room wasn't fun.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of times, and you got stuck working with somebody, and it was just – it was hard, you yeah. know. And, and there was a lot of times, you know, where the locker room, even at the top level, wasn't that, that was much yeah. fun. You just had to figure out a way to do it,
0: you that, know? it Well, that comes back to what we talked about er- earlier. You had – <laughs> That to learn from, and and that's a guy that can tell you, okay, now, don't get caught up in that. You're now you're there. Yeah, yeah. You got a wife now. You got a place. Sometimes you get to where your job, this job, is over here because you got all this other stuff going. So you got to balance that too—the family, the stuff at home, cattle or whatever—with <clears throat> this job and that. Because as you're climbing, you're saving money, you're buying stuff, you're getting a place. You get to the top. Then you have this other place, and a lot of times that can take priority, and you forget about that job that got you there too. Well,
1: and, and you see that all the time. And I, I, you know, something that that really strikes me that's always on my mind is like all the supporters of Cody Webster that there is, all the all the fans, the my team that there is. But on the flip side of that, you know, with the the phones, the the TV, the being at the top level, you know, there's there's a whole lot of people that are just waiting for you to to stumble or, or <laughs> yeah. you know yeah become complacent and man, yeah he used to have it he ain't got it no more and that is something that really really drives me I, I it, it's a fear of mine you know like sure. I when I when I'm ready to quit I'm gonna quit and I'm gonna be I'm still gonna be at the top of my game you know and if i'm not at my top of my game and i i can feel that going on then it's gonna be time to get get out of this because like we said when when the reality on the flip side of it is so serious you you have to be all in or you have to be all out and that's yeah. that's my personal yeah. opinion on it you know,
0: I, I explained to you last night where we got the tap-in thing. We tap in, but it's tapping into here, tapping yeah. into that guy that was 12 years old. And, and I didn't know old. that. He didn't know the background. I didn't know the it. story on that. It's a junior sale, yeah. who, who's who ended up killing himself. He told us you when those guys get to the NFL, they say tap in. Tap into the guy that didn't have the fancy car, didn't have the mansion, because that gets you jaded. Yeah. That's it. Tap into the kid in high school that all you ever wanted to be.
1: Tap into that 11 years old and broke ribs. Broke ribs that all you wanted to be was a bullfighter.
0: That's all you want. You got to tap into that guy because we can get jaded. Oh, geez. Uh, This sponsorship deal isn't right. And I should be making that you get jaded,
1: which is all part of the business. Don't get me wrong.
0: But then pretty soon, you're grouchy doing your job,
1: too. It affects and then you're the grouchy, and then the whole locker room's grouchy, yeah. and then the whole show just sucks. Then it goes to hell, and there <laughs> we just go home. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> this show, up. I'm just kidding. Uh,
0: I don't know if it, people – I remember when Brett Favre was going to retire. Then he didn't retire. Then he was going to retire, and then he went to the Vikings, and then he went to the Jets. Then he – oh, this Brett Favre, da, da, da. Anybody, I get it. If you've never been in a locker room, you don't have, you can't speak on it. Because it isn't playing the game that you miss the most. It's not fighting bulls. It's not the crowds. What everybody says you miss the most is the locker room. Yeah, That's like brother. I'm closer with you guys than I, some of my family. Yeah. And that's a pretty. It's a sacred place. Like, there's people that come in there. I'm like, how'd you get in here? And I'm not being a dick. Right. Somebody, you know, like, for once. Wait, for what? For <laughs> once. That's, that's a, it's a private, it, there's a lot goes on in there that you just can't wander in and pick up on it.
1: No, it's a special, special place. Yeah. And that's, but there's a lot of truth there too, you know? And like, it is something that, uh, you know that happens to us weekly you know like even even frank being where he's at and then on the flip side where i'm at and how many years and how many bulls we fought together but there's still that point of when a guy's slacking or a guy you know hey man what the, yeah. the hell's going on with you tonight Just it, up. Hey, it isn't always it yeah. it isn't
0: always no. rainbows and unicorns well, we've
2: and, always had that communication you know yeah. and like that's that's what i i thrive you know i love it you know and and Cody does. There's too, some
1: you know? days I'm like, oh shit, I probably shouldn't. Like, <laughs> I might get my ass whipped after the show.
2: <laughs> I, I, you know, I value that. You know, because yeah. there's a lot of guys that
1: wouldn't tell me,
2: you know, hey, why are you on your heels? Why you? Why aren't you more aggressive today? What's what's going on? You know, yeah. and Cody's always been that. You know, whether we were whatever we were doing, and, and I've always valued that from him. Yeah. You know, and and he, and sometimes you know, as these young guys are coming up. Sometimes I'm like, shit, Cody, just give him a chance, you know, because he's he's pretty harsh, you know. Like, And I guess I was that way, too, and I think I am kind of – they say I'm getting a little softer or whatever. But, uh, you know, as far as, you know, you want to give that guy a chance, you know. But Cody, like, he's had that sharp eye. Like, he ain't trying. You know, I mean, you know, he'll just bail right into just, you know (laughs) – Come on, guy man. Down, come you know, on. And I'm like, shit, cover, yeah. give him a minute, you know? It's like, <clears throat> you know, let's try, let's try to at
0: least give him a chance. We uh, through the year that locker room thing, we've through the years have had reporters come in and they'll sit and it's like, all right, get him out of here now because they'll be like, yeah, man, what do you guys enough. what's yeah. the meanest bull? What's this? What has happened is you got this thing in the locker room and it's getting before game time and somebody comes in and screws it up. It's like, yeah, we don't want to
1: no, you That's got you got to get mentally, it, yeah. physically, spiritually, everything that leads up to that that first gate opening. You know, whatever that routine is that is working, or that routine yeah. that ain't working, <clears throat> you've got to figure out. And there's some days that I feel like I can just walk in there, don't have to warm up, I don't have to do nothing, and it just it happens. You know, like we're right in the zone, we're right where we need to be. But then there's days that. That ain't working, and you get you got to go whatever it is, go go get on the bike and get a good sweat broke or or get whatever whatever it takes to get to that point is what it takes.
2: Well, and then that communication in that locker room where you know, like you're getting to that familiar place where with each other you're you know you're jacking with each other, you're you know talking, hey, what's going on? How's your week? You know what I mean, or or something. But it just helps you get in that spot. Well, you're ready to go do yeah. what you do. And the whole deal with Lucas, you know, Maybe right now you got now. some reporter guy that's asking yeah. stupid questions. You're like, all right,
1: enough. See you. Yeah,
2: so, yeah, that's right. It's our time now. Yeah. you know,
1: and the whole right. whole deal with Lucas right now, you know, like he he he's his worst enemy right now. Lucas Teodoro. He, he's from Brazil. He's right? thinking too much about it. He's well, he he's wants
2: to be so, so good, scared of you messing know? up. It's like, dude, you're here for a reason. We want you here, yeah. man.
0: Like, just relax. Let's, and so people let's know. Let's go be there. So there might be a little
1: bit more jacking around going on in the arena right right, right. now because if we can keep his mind off of Right.
0: I made yeah. fun of him yeah. one night here in Billings, finally. I never would make – and he fell <laughs> down. And yeah. I made fun of him, yeah. and I did that as a – yeah, Dirt monster. Now you're part of – Yeah, dirt monster grabbing, and yeah. So I thought, here, see, now you're part of the deal. But uh, And people may not know this, but – because I get asked all the time, where's this guy? Where's Shorty? I talked to Shorty right before we did this, by the way. And I miss that. You know, we all miss each other. But it's a oh, voted. Every
1: time I post it, anything, it's, where's Shorty going? Yeah, it, it's
0: a voted position. The Bull Riders pick you guys to be on this tour. And that's why the top, you three, you two and Lucas. <clears throat> Jesse Byrne was in the he He's been in Canada and has, you know, now with things going. Anyway, um, so... It's the ultimate show of respect when the bull riders select you. They're the guys that go, man, when I get on this bull, here's his list of names. When I get on this bull, it, I don't know if you ever think about it this way. When I get on this bull, who are the guys that I would put my life in their hands? Frank and Cody. I mean, that's a good way of looking at it. It's, that's kind of a pretty good way to, it's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, listen, we have work to do later today, but um, I mean, there, you guys—I always tell people those guys are my brothers. Like, I wish they, I could say the same about you, Flint. <laughs> and you say that Flint—he's my old uncle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I always appreciate it. Like that's my my most peaceful place I am. Uh, in life, whatever I think turmoil, all of us are, whatever turmoil's gone in, going on in life, it's the locker room and the arena yeah. is the most peaceful part of my day because that's where we are at home and that's that's our kind of the, the, the safe place. So, yeah. well, listen, uh, we'll do we'll do a few more performances together, probably as always. You know, I want safety for you guys, but you know, I'm there throwing the hat.
1: Oh, I just can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fellas, I appreciate it. Cody Webster, Frank Newsome, thanks for the hour. Appreciate it. Love you, man. See you next episode. Thanks, everybody.